Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the WWE Podcast Monday Night Raw Review. Thank you for joining me, and we're going to get going in just a minute here with a brand new guest co-host, Anthony, from Patreon, who's joining us tonight to talk about Monday Night Raw, the WrestleMania implications, the massive two heel turns that took place on the show, a new United States champion, and so much more. Definitely a lot to talk about. So let's get everything started right after this. Meet Wheat Podcast, because sometimes it's fun to listen to a moron rant about nothing for half an hour. You want comedy, suspense, news? Well, they have none of that. Or maybe they do. They have whatever they feel like. Only way to know is to listen up. You can follow them on Instagram at Meet Wheat Pod and check them out on Spotify Again, that's Meet Wheat, M-E-E-T-W-H-E-A-T podcast. Check them out on Spotify. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE podcast. The one that everybody wants, me. Says I just ripped your ass. This is my You're going to me. All right, everybody. Welcome to the WWE Podcast Monday Night Raw Review. Guys, right off the bat, I apologize. I know it's Wednesday. 
when I'm posting a Monday Night Raw review. Not good for downloads, not good for business, but life sometimes dictates that. And specifically, a seven-month-old human being dictates when I release these episodes as I, you know, I'm just being put through the ringer of no sleep and all that stuff. You guys don't want to hear about that. You don't care. And I understand that, but I'm just giving you the reasons for it. I think you guys are owed an explanation why it's so late. So uh, it's just life. And I'm doing the best to get these out. Now, that said, I do have also mailbag coming today. So I'm doing double duty today. But one thing about the mailbag, I will say before we get into Monday night, you guys, and I put this tweet out there, um, you guys are just very passionate about wrestling. I am too. That's why I do this. And I appreciate all the voicemails, all the emails, everything. And you guys are just bombarding me. And it's it's growing to the point, which is great. It's a good problem to have. But it's growing to the point where uh, it's it's becoming a little bit unmanageable for me to get done in a single day or without splitting it into two parts, which I don't want to do. You guys don't want to do. You'd rather have it in one episode. So what I'm going to do, um, because it's just so much and it's going to turn into a three-hour-plus show, which I cannot do, um, what I'm going to do is I'm limiting everyone to, I have to guys, uh, one voicemail, one email only. Um, I, I, you know, and, and it has to be a three minute voicemail. I, I, I love the longer e- voicemails from you guys, but it's just, it's not feasible for us at this point. Now I was debating back and forth whether I should do that or I should just say, okay, we're going to not get to everybody and cut off the show at like an hour and a half and if I don't get to your your email or whatever, I don't get to it. But I think the better way is to at least have give more people a voice, even if it's a little more limited capacity. So, guys, moving forward, please limit your emails, uh, you know, to a reasonable length, and also uh, your voicemails. You can still send them via email. It doesn't have to be through our voicemail system, but it also needs to be just manageable. Just because it's. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I sounds like I'm complaining. I just, I, it's physically not possible for me to continue to do like two and a half, three hour plus shows. Sometimes, I mean, I've gone beyond three hours sometimes, sometimes too. So, and, and how long it takes to produce and everything else, there's stuff behind the scenes that takes place. So anyway, I, I'm very appreciative and the gr- show is growing because of you guys, but, uh, just in order to be feasible and manageable on my end, try to keep things to three minutes or less, and, a, and an email. If you want to do an email and a voicemail, that's fine, but just make sure it's one only. If you have multiple voicemails, I have to pick one. I'm not going to do multiple. I just can't. Uh, some of you guys send three or four voicemail. I can't do it. So, like, you guys are awesome. Uh, it's just, I mean, think about it from my perspective where, I mean, I'm a one-man show with production and everything. So it's, it's a little bit, uh, it's tough. It's tough. So uh, thank you, and continue to send them. I mean, you know, I really do appreciate it. So, all right. With all that said, guys, I I do appreciate it. And we're going to get into Monday Night Raw. And boy, did we see two massive heel turns or what? Uh, One bigger than the other. One was already kind of in the works. One of them was a little bit more abrupt in edge. Uh, Obviously, with uh, Damian Priest turning heel, we kind of saw that. He was flirting with heel anyway over the last several weeks. He now fully went heel. I think that's appropriate. Edge going heel, I think, is appropriate. Um, I know it's abrupt, but it feels appropriate. And we're going to get into the conversation with Anthony, uh, a, a, a patron of the show, and is in a tier that allows him to come on the show once a month, which, by the way, you guys can do too. If you join Patreon on the $10 tier or higher, you're allowed to come on and uh, join me just as Anthony is about to do and uh, co-host with me. You don't have to, but it's an option that's provided to you in the Patreon feed. And also, guys, one last plug, not just for Apple Podcasts going uh, there's a, a – ad-free button there. 
if you want to just do it directly on Apple Podcasts, but also on my website. I spent a lot of time and money <laughs> redesigning the website. And there's a VIP area now where there's video updates. I have a couple up there now, as well as ad-free content moving forward. I think I have about a week and a half, two weeks worth of ad con- ad-free content there. It's not the whole library. It, it's not... It's not something I was able to get all transferred over, but from the last two weeks and until forever, you will have ad-free content for everything and video updates that are not found anywhere, not on TikTok, not on Instagram, not on uh, Patreon even. So consider going ad-free and getting video updates on www.podcast.com. Click the VIP button. You'll see like a there's like a login button or go VIP area and uh, use the promo code WrestleMania. Because that'll get you 50% off the first month. The first month is three bucks, but if you use that promo code, it's a dollar fifty. So I'd really recommend that you do it. It's only gonna be that promo code's only gonna be valid through WrestleMania. So I'd encourage you to get yourself signed up. All right. Well, everybody, um, again, before I jump into anything else, I, I do I, I wanna give the conversation over to myself and uh, and to Anthony because I think we had a great conversation. For the first time of us ever talking, I think we had a, a really nice chemistry and I appreciated him coming on. And I think a new voice is always good. You guys know that um, because I put many of you to sleep. So I'll take that as a compliment. All right, well, that's enough for me right now. I'm going to hand it over to Anthony and myself as we talk about Monday Night Raw. I'll be back later tonight with the mailbag. So thank you, everybody, as always, for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. All right, everybody, welcome to Monday Night Raw. And with the magic of editing and the magic of behind the scenes, you guys don't even know this is the second time we're doing this because my recorder on my uh, Skype decided to not work. It is now working. And the reason I'm saying that is because I have with me uh, a new a new uh, co-host here from Patreon. Anthony from Arizona is here, and uh, I want to introduce him and, and first of all say thank you for supporting the show, but I'm really excited to have you here. How are you doing? Doing quite well, man. Glad to uh, get on the show and chime in my uh, thoughts, opinions, and uh, you know, leave a leave a uh, good a. Uh, Leave my on the Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, before we get started, and I didn't do this the first time around, so I guess the second time is, is a little bit better because we had some damn good content, but we'll make it better here. What, what I want to ask is, uh, let everyone know, how did you get into wrestling and when did you get into wrestling? Whew, uh, goes back, oh man, uh, back in like 2007 is when uh, I kind of stepped my feet into wrestling. Uh, my, I think my uncle was the the, uh, the first guy who was like kind of into it, and uh, he got my grandfather into it. And uh, when when I started watching with my grandfather, um, I, I you know the first matches I were I was seeing were you know seeing just Undertaker on SmackDown and uh, you know just just a good uh, it was a good era for me that I, that I was definitely enjoying. And um, the first pay per view I ever saw was uh, that WrestleMania 23, and I got into uh, Batista Undertaker. I mean that was a great match and. Uh, so I stayed, uh, stayed up with wrestling up until about 2010 midway or so I fell out of the picture from 2011 to about 2017. And, uh, when I got back into wrestling was, uh, the WrestleMania where the Hardy boys reunited and came together and I've kind of been following along since. And it was for a while it was mild, but over this last uh, year, year and a half, uh, more, more so when I started listening to this podcast, I mean, I've, I've been uh, more heavily invested in wrestling again and, it's definitely uh, fun and a great escape for me. I mean, it's it's uh, definitely enjoyable. 
That's really cool. I mean, to, to hear everyone's stories of when they drop off. I've talked to so many people that just drop off of wrestling for many years, all of a sudden come back, and they're they're invested in the product again. It seems to never really leave them. You know, once they they watch it again, they start getting right back into it. And you started in 07. That, that is a hell of a time. While it is kind of the end of the Ruthless Aggression era and starting of the PG era, you did have some excellent matches. Like you, like you said, Taker, Batista, Undertaker, HBK at uh, WrestleMania 20. 25 in Houston. That was, again, to me, still one of the best, if not the best WrestleMania match of all time, um, is that matchup. But yeah, and then coming back in 2017, I was actually at that WrestleMania in Orlando. Um, and sadly, stupidly, the only time that I moved from my seat was, was to, I don't know, I was going to get a t shirt or going to the bathroom or something. I can't remember. Uh, the damn Hardy Boys music hit as I was underneath. And I'm hearing it, and I'm like, you have to be kidding me. It was like one of the biggest pops of the night. And my stupid you know itself is downstairs getting merch and i'm like i i I will never ever forget my forgive myself for that um but yeah so that was a cool time really nice so that night i believe ended with roman reigns and undertaker uh and and that whole debacle so cool yeah that's always it's always fun to hear how people get in and out of wrestling or how they started and uh so good stuff good stuff so let's jump into monday night raw let's fast forward here and we're a few weeks away four weeks away roughly four and a half five weeks until wrestlemania and we got a lot of a lot of uh things moving forward on monday night raw particularly headlined by edge turning heel we'll get to that towards the end of the show i mean that that is a a big development of course damian priest turning heel but let's start with the beginning of the show here and we'll go in order and we'll get through this guys and i promise that we'll make it better than the first one you didn't hear so uh let's go through and uh let's start with what opened the show and that was the kevin owens show and having it start with ko uh the, the guests on their show were the alpha academy and you and i talked the first time that nobody heard and said that they had great chemistry do you have anything to, to say about this particular segment and did you did you enjoy this segment but also the segment that led to the match for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com Casino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I thought the segment was okay. 
um, it was, you know, it was the, the back and forth, the shoosh and the shut up, shoosh, shut up, and then the stunner. Um, you know, it, 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 you know, it, it laid on into the match, and, you know, I thought it was fine. Um, but the match, again, I thought it was a great match. I mean, no arguing it. I mean, it, it really set the show. I mean, it was a, it was a good good match to start with. It was excellent. I mean, I, I yeah. What you what do you expect from these four guys? Even Otis, who is uh, much lim- more limited in the ring, still does his part and does it does it well. Uh, the, the shushing and, and like you know all all that stuff from from Shorty G to to what they've done here is light years from what he was, you know, getting berated backstage every chance that Vince got to write somebody a script that had to make fun of Chad Gable's height five times a show to being one of the really shining lights right now of Monday Night Raw in this tag team, this Alpha Academy tag team, which when they pro- when they put them together in many months ago, I don't think there was a lot of high hope for them, but boy, have they excelled. To me, they are, they're not just two individuals put together and labeled as a tag team. They feel like a legit tag team. That's rare in WWE uh, tag team land. So I'm really enjoying what they've done here, and the, the chemistry between them, the shooshing, the uh, thank yous, the just everything that Chad has come up with. Everything he's saying right now is just being slapped on a t-shirt. He He's doing such good work, and I could see him as a future world champion. Is that, is that in 2022, or would Vince actually pull the trigger on that, given his height and the, the issue, the stigma around his height that Vince has a problem with? I don't know, but Chad Gable right now is on fire, and I'm really enjoying this tag team. This matchup, of course, was excellent, and it ended with a, uh, a KO and Seth Rollins victory. So uh, did you have anything else to add to this? Yeah, to, to uh, follow up with what you were saying with uh, Gable there, he's definitely the mastermind behind that tag team. And um, when, I, when I when I heard the story about the two being the best friends and all, and, I mean, they're even neighbors, so I, so I hear and they spend a lot of time on the road together. Um, they definitely built a lot of great chemistry there. And, uh, I mean, even when uh, they, they first formed, I think Michael Ritter uh, went on. He, I mean, he, he, I think he set the tone. He always had – I think he uh, told – I mean, he essentially told us to keep, uh, keep our eye on the Alpha Academy and – they definitely did a great job of building up over these last couple of months, and they're doing great work right now. I think they're definitely the, the tag team champions for a reason. Yes, and I think that you, that's an interesting and, and a good point to bring up that but these two, as actual behind-the-scenes real good friends and neighbors, I think that has translated very nicely into the ring. You, they, you can just feel the connection with them, and I hope – that there are no plans to break this team up. I haven't heard anything, but God forbid. I mean, I, I've that right now they are both exactly where they need to be, particularly Chad Gable. And you forget that he's an actual Olympian. I mean, the guy is a true athlete in the in the real sense of the word. So I, I'm a big fan of Chad Gable. And I could actually see him turning babyface at some point, just kind of being that lovable but tough uh, you know, a shorter stature guy that has earned his credibility in front of the fans, has grinded his teeth and all that, and uh, the fans start to clam on to the, uh, the 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 catchphrases and the shoe shoes and stuff. Like I remember when Daniel Bryan started doing the yes thing, it was supposed to be done as annoying, and it just caught fire, and it, fans just really gravitated to it. Now I'm not saying this is Daniel Bryan 2.0, but certainly you know we, we've seen it before where things catch fire, but they do so in a way that is is endearing the fans are endeared to that particular phrase or or whatever and uh i could see shush or the gpa thing or the uh thank you being something that is easily transferable to a baby face whenever they turn them 
Yeah, uh, you know, I've definitely been uh, loving the whole, you know, old catchphrases and whatnot. Unfortunately, I mean, like uh, Chad Gable, I mean, he, he's, his character's definitely shown that he could that he could be a champion. But of course, with the uh, championship unification, I think it's kind of hard for him to uh, stack up to a guy like Roman Reigns right now. But uh, if he ever got the chance, uh, I don't know if he'd have to split up from the team, but he definitely could see himself in a higher, um, one of the higher mid-title roles or something along that line for WWE's uh, liking. But, uh, you know, love his character and uh, definitely excited to see, uh, you know, how, how the weeks uh, turn up uh, upcoming Mania for the for uh, Otis and uh, Gable there. So let me ask you, let me just point blank. What do you think is going to happen with Stone Cold? Do you think that there'll, what will happen? I mean, my thing is that they will, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins will lose that tag team match next week. There'll be no road to WrestleMania for the two. And then Austin may follow suit the week after uh, once, you know, Kevin Owens just berates Texas for the eighth week in a row. Finally, we get Stone Cold to come out and defend the entire state of Texas. Um, and so that's my guess if they're going to do a match. But what, what's your thought on Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens? Do you think it's going to happen or not happen? It, it's tough. Uh, I want to see. I, want, I think I'd want to see it. I mean, and you know, obviously Stone Cold doesn't want to put anything uh, lackluster, um, you know, on TV. He, he definitely wants to put up, you know, the best of him. Um, do I think, you know, like you said, uh, do we, do you, do we think a match will happen? We're, we're unsure, but you know, maybe he shows up, gives a stunner uh, next week. Uh, definitely, you know, I have Alpha Academy retaining there. Uh, I don't think Rollins and, uh, KO are ready to win the championship right now. However, it's kind of, you know, going into mania, I mean, it's kind of hard not, I mean, how do you, how do you not put Seth Rollins into the show? I mean, he definitely deserves a spot there. Um, and if KO is the only one getting a ticket there. So be it, but um, it'd be you know you you can't just you know throw out this old dumb old Texas thing just for nothing. I mean they're definitely they're definitely doing it for a reason. Oh no, no question about it, one hundred percent. And I think it will end up minimal at the very minimum, going to be stunners and beer all over KO, even if it's not an actual match. But you're right, the biggest victim right here is Seth Rollins. The biggest collateral damage of taking the WWE Championship away from Raw and putting it into one match, which is to me, I, I've expressed many times on the show, is just a travesty of things. Um, you are taking that opportunity away from Seth. Uh, at WrestleMania, and you're right. You know, if Kevin does, does go off against Stone Cold, then yeah, where the hell does that leave Seth Rollins? You know, that, that's a, that's a good question, but we'll leave that to talk about another day. Omos versus T-Bar was next, and uh, from our first conversation, it, you weren't a big fan of this. No, I mean we're getting the same thing every week. Omos is just crushing opponent after opponent, and Omos tries to, uh, I suppose, maybe give a give an upper hand to uh, T-Bar saying this is the biggest super, the, like the biggest guy's faced, um, height wise maybe, but I mean, you know, the match being a series of maybe three, four moves and, uh, you know, almost coming out the win here with ease. Uh, it's definitely leaving us uh, hungry for seeing something actually happen with Omos. And I don't know what that something is. Um, I, again, I've, I've said this before. I think it's Omos who is going to be, in the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and he'll win it, and he'll stand there, and he'll have to pose like Andre the Giant does on the statue, because that's just what you do. Uh, I, I don't I don't see Omos in a singles match at WrestleMania because of his limitations. WWE doesn't trust him yet. I don't trust him yet in a matchup. Uh, he's not capable yet of I don't think having a one on one match at WrestleMania. There's no sign of that happening. Uh, I think that Omos is just going to be the guy that is is the winner of the uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, 
uh, you know, that's at the that, that's probably what's going to happen here. But right now he is spinning his wheels. He, he's squashing people. And, and, you know, he's he's just he's so big. He's so limited. And I don't I'm not saying that in a negative way because I don't need everyone to flip flop and fly. I think having this different type of body and different style of a match is good for the product. I don't need every match to feel and look the same. And Omas, I think, brings that, if anything else. He brings that sense of kind of just uh, just the big man match that we don't see a whole lot of in WWE. So there is that. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Omas. He has a presence that is undeniable on, on TV. When, you, when he's on TV, even if his match is formulaic and kind of boring, you watch. And that's really, that, that's such an asset for WWE. And they know that. Yeah, uh, for Omas right now, for me... Uh... Definitely, I love his presence. Um, unfortunately, I just don't think we're going to get a whole lot of, out of him. Uh, I'm prepared for the slow build, and I'm, I'm kind of, right, honest, quite honestly, right now, I'm I'm more prepared to see how he evolves backstage, um, more so than in the ring right now, just because um, you know, it's going to take some time. So let's let's get some character in him. Exactly. Yeah. He he does need character beyond just kind of his mean face. You know, I mean, you know, honestly, the same thing can be said for Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey's got two two emotional states, and that's it. It's elated or super angry, and that's all she shows. There's no middle ground for Ronda Rousey, but uh, I think Omas could do, could do well by showing a range of emotions and you know getting a little bit of depth in his character. I think that's that's a great way to put it, and and really something he could work on that that anybody can work on regardless of their size in the ring. So, okay, Becky Lynch, do drop Nikki Ash versus Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, and Bianca Belair. The biggest story coming out of this was the use of the hair uh, from Bianca whipping Becky Lynch in her stomach and the sounds it made. So take it away. You're listening to the WWE Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. Meet Wheat Podcast, because sometimes it's fun to listen to a moron rant about nothing for half an hour. You want comedy, suspense, news? Well, they have none of that. Or maybe they do. They have whatever they feel like. Only way to know is to listen up. You can follow them on Instagram at Meet Wheat Pod and check them out on Spotify. Again, that's Meet Wheat. M-E-E-T-W-H-E-A-T podcast. Check them out on Spotify. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chum. Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. Yeah, uh, definitely the whole, uh, you know, bite, you know, keep on nagging at the hair the entire match. Uh, I definitely love that. I thought it was a good spot there with uh, in the turnbuckle, using the hair to just, you know, pull her into that turnbuckle. And then, you know, I mean, she had the wrapping around the wrapping around the ropes there with the with the with the braid. Um, we we kind of alluded there back in the in the first casting there about um, that, that that hair whip, you know, was her added sound. Nonetheless, I mean, it was it was brutal. You could see all the welts on her skin. I mean, it was it definitely you know it, it definitely left you uh, you know feeling a little, oof, you know, like you knew it hurt. Oh, absolutely, yeah. The, for all the the flack WWE or just pro wrestling in general gets for being quote fake, this is one that you, I would love to see somebody tell me how that one was faked. You know, even if the sound was uh, pushed in, even if the sound was post-edited or whatever, or they were able to, on a live show, have that 10-second delay and stick that sound effect in. I don't think they did, but even if they did, I don't care because the results are the same. It looked brutal. There was a real welts on Becky Lynch's stomach, and it was kind of hilariously produced by her, meaning that she you know, wore that outfit knowing that this is going to be a spot where they were going to do these things, of course, but that's fine. Um, but she was like pushing her stomach out to the camera instead of curling over and running backstage, which if you were truly injured and your stomach hurt that much, you would just curl, bend over, and run to the back. But that's not what she did because it's it's fine. It's production. She needs to make sure that the, she get, they get the best shot possible for all the video packages they do. So I get that. But it was well done. I think it put fear into Becky Lynch. We haven't seen her act like that before. And it, I think it will result in Becky Lynch probably doing some kind of uh, barring of her hair in, in, some, in, in a contract stipulation in the coming weeks she'll find a way as, a, as the heel that she is will try to find a way to ban her hair as a use of a weapon or if she does during the match then she will uh, she'll lose the matchup that it'll be a disqualification but um, uh, one last thing of course I gotta ask is uh, what do you think about Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch at Wrestlemania and maybe maybe an early call do you think Becky Lynch drops the belt at Wrestlemania Ooh, well uh, going into Mania, uh, definitely, I know we want to see two, we want to see more out of these two superstars. Um, you know, again, the, the match definitely, you know, it just builds Bianca going into, going into the paper, uh, going premium live event. Uh, I, I'm definitely expecting a, a show there. Uh, I don't see, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I, th- I would see Becky Lynch, if she's going to lose it, I mean, I, I think this is a, a fair time to lose it because Bianca, you know, she had the whole go to the back of the division. She did. She she faced pretty much everybody that was on the roster and built her way up. And here she is in the title picture. I mean, I I would say there's no better time to 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 give the belt to Bianca. And um, following that, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens there with uh, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. Rhea Ripley. I'm glad you brought that up too. You know, of course, Bianca Belair got the victory here with hitting Nikki with KOD. Nikki has. I don't think Nikki's won a match in like three months, and I'm not complaining about it. I'm. I'm makes me happy. But uh, yeah, Rhea Ripley. Honestly, you know, is is one of those stars that you look at and go. I could see her being pushed into the main event here. I could see this being a triple threat because Rhea Ripley has made a case, like very nice case over the last several months that she's 
she's back. She's no longer in a tag team and that she's here to play and made a lot of noise uh, in the last several weeks. And I, I think that there is something to be said for Rhea Ripley and being in the main event. I don't think they'll add her to the, as, as a triple threat um, uh, to make it a triple threat. Do you think they'll actually go that road or maybe wait till after WrestleMania and have her face the, the winner at that point? I think they have to wait till after Mania. Uh, I, I think, you know, it'd be, it'd definitely be a fun match to see, but, um, if you're, if you're adding her to the match and have maybe Bianca pin Rhea Ripley, then, you know, you're protecting Becky, but you're not really, I don't think that really puts over Bianca. I think with the shortcomings that Bianca had in the past, you definitely want her to, uh, single-handedly beat Becky. So, you know, sets that, uh, you know, set, you know, sets it forward that, hey, I, I finally beat, I finally beat her. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think I think you're right, too. I mean, I'm a big fan of one-on-one matches in general. It's a rule that I follow that one-on-one matches should take place at WrestleMania. But if Rhea Ripley is lined up as an opponent for post-mania for either Bianca or Becky, that, to me, is perfectly fine. And then you could do your triple threat. Maybe they have a rematch with whoever the, you know, uh, whoever loses the belt. Say, say we have Becky drop the belt to Bianca. Then Rhea interjects herself and at, at Backlash. No, I'm not going to say WrestleMania Backlash. It's just Backlash. <laughs> at Backlash, we will have a triple threat. And then, then you can do triple threat. But I'm cool with it being one-on-one at WrestleMania. So, okay. Let's uh, let's move on here. And uh, this is where we we ended our first conversation. But it was Robert Roode versus Tommaso Ciampa. What are your thoughts on this as Tommaso Ciampa gets a roll-up victory on Roode? Couldn't have a couldn't have a WWE show without a routinely roll up, so definitely gotta love that. Uh, you know, Champa. Unfortunately, they're they're change, playing with his music there. Uh, I've been wondering for a couple weeks now. I mean, are they are they trying to push Champa to the main roster? I suppose we'll see how that turns out. But uh, obviously, you know, we've definitely seen the playing around of moving superstars to down to NXT and then you know move some NXT to to the main roster just for a couple matches. So. You know they'll they'll probably keep going down that route and that's fine, um, but you know a, uh, a you know a filler match just to, to to put it out there and then build up towards tomorrow night with the oh following up with uh, tonight's show on NXT 2.0 with uh, Braun Breaker and Champa against uh, Rude against the Dirty Dogs there, so uh, you know a match just to get get us by there. Yeah, I don't think the match was as important as what they were trying to get to, which was the post-match beatdown from the Dirty Dogs. I mean, just to leave Champa laying, I think that was really the whole point of this. The roll-up victory means nothing for either man because Robert Roode means, I'm sorry, he doesn't mean a whole lot in pro wrestling. He just doesn't. He's got a good body. He's got a decent look. But he just doesn't have any value that would that would be, make you concerned if he won or lost a match. You just go, oh, okay, he won. Oh, okay, he lost. No one cares. I mean, really, like, actually, nobody. And, you know, that's not to say Robert Roode can't be somebody, but the way that they've booked him so many years, we've just been educated to just be numb to whatever he does. If he wins, if he loses, no one cares. So this didn't do anything for anybody other than push ahead the narrative that uh, we want to see Cha- uh, Champa, Champa get victory over um, over Ziggler and eventually get revenge and beat both of them down. I think that's ultimately what we wanted to see. And that's the point of this whole thing. So it was okay. It was okay. It was just your kind of run-of-the-mill matchup here that uh, standard didn't do a whole lot for anybody. But, okay, let's move on. Reggie and Dana Brooke versus Tamina and Akira Tozawa. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you know, 
it's 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 your I mean it's your lunchable break there. Am I right? I mean, <laughs> it's I'm not, I'm not sure what much to say about it. I mean, it's it's getting a little little. It's, I mean, it's too cringe. It's getting a little cringe to watch there with the um, now. I mean, I guess I suppose uh, WWE is turning into a makeout show. I'm not sure how that's all going. You know, Reggie and Dana. It's turning out to be some weird couple, and then. You know, Tamina, Tamina, last week I got a kick out of it with uh, Tamina tossing Akira on the ground, but here, it's just, it's just a little weird for me. It's, it's it's a little over the top. I mean, I could do without it. It's the entertainment part of uh, WWE. I mean, we we got the E here in the WWE, uh, and yeah, it's, I didn't really care for this. I mean, I guess the biggest thing coming out of this was, okay, Data and Reggie kissed and Tamina and Tazawa, uh, Tazawa kissed. Okay. I mean, got to add a little drama to the soap opera, and that's what this was. And that's why you and I and most of the people listening to wrestling podcasts don't like this because people that listen to wrestling podcasts are typically more of the uh, either not old-fashioned but the long-standing wrestling fan, the one that likes kind of traditional wrestling, not necessarily the ones that are all about the entertainment soap opera stuff. But it's it, it's part of the show. I didn't hate it. It didn't make me lose my mind. It's just kind of – the part that I look at and go, yeah, that's that's clearly not for for me. Like that's not what's geared toward to a a 37 year old male, uh, you know, audience demographic that has been watching wrestling for 25 years. That's not what this is geared towards. It's it's fine. I, I really don't I don't hate this, but I understand the need for or the want for them to to put this in. So, uh, all right, it, it was it was kind of a harmless segment, just silliness. Uh, the her the her business that are a kind of together not together fighting with bobby lashley not with bobby lashley no one explains anything about this group the most mysterious group of all time ends up facing the mysterios and um the uh, i'm reading the description to make sure i don't miss anything the last part of this match the miz pulled dom's leg while the ref was distracted so ray chased him through the crowd and that allowed benjamin to get the roll up on dominic that's right got the roll up on dominic for the victory so yeah go ahead once again anthony Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I uh, forgot it was a roll-up. Um, yep. 
<laughs> but more so what I got out of this was the uh, the promo in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic line there, calling uh, calling the Miz a Hollywood mega dumbass. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. Um, uh, it's a fine match. Uh, not much to take out of it. I mean, definitely the whole weird deal with the Hurt Business. I mean, they seem to carry on the names, even without Lashley and MVP. They, they're doing their thing, and they're definitely your lower of the card tag team for me. Um, yeah, seeing uh, Rey Mysterio chase him off and Dominic taking the pin there, it, it, it gets us to the next segment. It does. And, and, you know, you're right about that. That was a good line. I got to say, even it was clearly written, but it's it was one of those written lines that, you know, sometimes even written promos every once in a while work. Anything really from Dominic was is good because he needs to actually say something. He's finally starting to show something, even if they are written lines. They're 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 at least realizing, oh, yeah, we can't just have him in the ring doing stuff. He needs to say stuff, too. And they're they're starting to to finally realize that, and that line was good. And the Miz came back and and did his uh, did did a nice kind of rebuttal against that. And you know he reminded us that he main evented WrestleMania against John Cena. And uh, I mean I remember that as well, albeit it was really about Rock and Cena. I mean he was just the sideshow as the WWE champion, which was hilarious. Um, but to me this was all about just getting to the Mysterios versus uh, Miz and Logan Paul. Logan Paul was not in the arena, and he was probably too busy on his YouTube channel or doing whatever he does. And Logan Paul, look, I'm not a celebrity fan. I'm a fan of WWE bringing in celebrities. But that being said, if they're going to book them in the right in the right role of being a heel when they come in, I'm, I'm okay with it. So what do you think about this uh, this matchup here with the Miz and Logan Paul that's going to take place against the Mysterios at WrestleMania. I think it's fine. Uh, I think it's better than last year. Uh, you def- or I think it was back in SummerSlam. I'm not too sure where it was, but you definitely. I think it's better to have Logan Paul here as a heel teaming up with the Miz rather than being like some, you know, halfway not sure what he's going to do. And then Logan. I think uh, last time around he, what he, he, I think he did something to to Miz. Uh, nonetheless, I mean, it'll be a fine match, but I mean, more so is what's better than one celebrity is having two at Mania. It's a, you know, it seems to be the routinely thing uh, every year. So is what it is. And I got to say these, I mean, we have Johnny Knoxville on SmackDown facing Sami Zayn. Presumably that's not a confirmed match, presumably for the IC title, which will be a travesty of travesties. If Johnny Knoxville is competing for the IC title and just so many things are wrong with that. But then on this side, you have Logan Paul in a tag team match. And I will say that both of these celebrities have a high bar to try to reach from what Bad Bunny did last year. I mean, Bad Bunny, as much as I couldn't stand the whole personality of him and everything that he you know, brought to the table on a personality promo perspective in the ring, he set the bar. And so I think he may have set the bar unachievably high for future celebrities coming in at WrestleMania, even Logan Paul who is uh, one of the better athletes they brought in. He was an amateur wrestler in high school and in college. He did, obviously, boxing. He did MMA. He is a a hell of an athlete, but that doesn't always translate to a well-oiled machine in pro wrestling. It just doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't work out at all. Um, But I just will say that the bar has been set crazy high after what we saw from Bad Bunny last year. Right. Um, I have to say... um... Going into this, into this one, I, do we, do we think that the uh, the Mysterios can make uh, make Logan Paul look as good as uh, 
I mean, because I, I think when, because uh, Bad Bunny, I mean, I think it was good. I mean, the whole diesel truck, I mean, that's his entrance. I mean, I think, again, his, the bar is pretty high there for him. I mean, it was a great sell by John Morrison. Uh, definitely help him out there with that sunset flip or whatever it was. Um, can 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 the Mysterios put over Logan Paul? Or I, I think it's more so the Mysterios are just out to get their revenge. But it should be a you know a fine match. Yeah, I'm not I'm not super concerned about the quality of the matchup. You know, I, I'm sure that he'll be serviceable enough where he he won't spend a whole bunch of time in the ring and he'll have that crutch of a tag team partner of the Miz to do about 80 percent of the work. You know, so it's not a one on one match. He's not going to be too much in too much of the spotlight because he'll have three other guys in that match that can work the match and one tag team partner of the Miz that's probably going to be in, as I said, at least 75, 80 percent of the match. That's my guess. Um, you know, that, that's my that's my guess is that that's what's going to happen. But all right, let's move on a few more segments here of Raw and then we'll close things out. Um, but we're starting to get into some big, big stuff here, guys. Uh, RK Bro versus the Street Profits. Now, this wasn't a big deal until until uh, we got a potential injury scare from Randy Orton after the uh, from the heavens from Montez Ford. Apparently right now it's a injury scare. I haven't heard of anything confirmed yet from from Randy Orton that he could be seriously injured, but he was clearly injured from uh, the the from the heavens. Obviously not on purpose from Montez Ford, but this matchup was really good. I mean these I, I thought this was like maybe the match of the night with these two, and um, we're still waiting for the other shoe to drop with Orton turning on Riddle. We haven't seen it yet, but uh, let me let me get your take, uh, Anthony. What did you think about all this? I thought it was a good match. I, thought, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, definitely, you get your spots with Randy Orton getting his DDT, the, the, the good old power slam, everything. I, I, I love seeing Randy Orton out there, and it, you know, street pop. It's, I mean, you can always count on them to put on a solid match. So uh, it's good to see them on TV. Uh, not so much for the character. I think it's okay, but definitely a good matchup that I enjoyed. And yeah, following that, uh, that from the heaven, the you know, from the heavens or whatever it is there from uh, Montez Ford. Uh, I, I tried to catch it. I mean, I, I think the knee landed there on uh, Orton's chest. I don't know exactly how it turned out, but obviously you could see uh, Orton there grimacing. And it was a little weird with the uh, trying to reach for the uh, the rope there with his foot, and then uh, Angelo Dawkins uh, pushing it uh, away from the ropes. It doesn't get the uh, the rope break, but uh, is a, a good match, great match. I loved it. Um, unfortunately, you know, we're unsure how uh, Orton's doing there. Yeah, and I do hope for his sake that being so close to WrestleMania that there isn't something seriously wrong with him. And, you know, I, I haven't heard anything. I keep I'm looking at, you know, articles right now as, as you're speaking and I everything seems to see injury scare, injury scare, injury scare. That would tell you that if it was something more serious, he would have already gotten an MRI. He would have already gotten, you know, a diagnosis of six to eight months for shoulder recovery, whatever it was. You know, so clearly it was something that was maybe initially thought to be very serious and uh, has I guess presented itself not as the case. So we'll have to see. And hopefully it's not because I think Randy Orton riddle at WrestleMania would be a hell of a lot of fun. And, uh, but yeah, this matchup was, I thought really good. And Orton just being Orton, Orton could be asleep during a match and he could be sleepwalking and probably put on an A plus match. Cause he's just that good. He's, he's, He's at this point he could do this in his sleep literally. And so both, all four guys, I think busted their asses in this matchup. And, uh, you know, it, it really was a, a nice kind of send off. If this is one of the final matches for RK Bro, 
that you know we would get to remember them by, and also next week because boy WWE has been pushing this triple threat for the w- the Raw Tag Team Titles. They've pushed this. Maybe this is the most important the Raw Tag Team Titles have ever felt. I mean, just because of how much they've been promoting it, they actually promoted it weeks in advance for a tag team title match of all things. Um, so I'm looking forward to this tag team title triple threat next week. And uh, I think that these these two individuals of Riddle and Orton, hopefully Orton can go. If he can't, maybe Riddle goes it alone or finds a stand-in. And um, I don't think they're destined to win it anyway. But um, let me get your thoughts. You're listening to the WWE Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. Meet Wheat Podcast, because sometimes it's fun to listen to a moron rant about nothing for half an hour. You want comedy, suspense, news? Well, they have none of that. Or maybe they do. They have whatever they feel like. Only way to know is to listen up. You can follow them on Instagram at Meet Wheat Pod and check them out on Spotify. Again, that's Meet Wheat. M-E-E-T-W-H-E-A-T Podcast. Check them out on Spotify. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. Yeah, uh, going into the tag team title match here, I, back when they are doing the segments, just doing the, uh, the scooter race and uh, the, uh, the, the, the trivia show and all that, uh, you know, I thought they were just going to get the rematch, get it over with, get it out the way. Um, but I definitely like that WWE here has uh, prolonged it, left us waiting. Definitely keeps you, uh, I think it keeps us invested. And I, I actually, yeah, I want to see this match happen. And uh, I think Alpha Academy has done a good job of excelling the titles a little bit. Um, not that RK Bro didn't. Uh, they definitely did a good job carrying it for a couple months there. Uh, I'm excited to see the match. I mean, it should be great. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Yeah, I have no, no question about the quality of the match. The quality of the match is not even in, in, in peril for me. To me, it's not about that at all. Uh, and that, that's what's going to be great about this matchup, is if you're looking for great just wrestling, if you turn into to wrestling show to watch, you know, wrestling, I think you'll be very uh, satisfied with this matchup that takes place. Probably, you, you'd imagine the way that they've been promoting it and how heavily that this would be the main event of the show next week on Raw. I can't confirm that, but you would imagine how, with the big names that are in this matchup as well, that it would be the main event of the show. Which would tell you, if, if this is the main event of the show... I would be very uh, weary of, in a good way, of what can happen during that. Because if this tag team title match is the main event of the show and the Alpha Academy end up retaining, <clears throat> then I, I could see somebody like a Stone Cold coming out to confront Kevin Owens if he gets on the mic and starts, you know, complaining about having he, he has no road to WrestleMania now. So uh, th- those are the kinds of things I'd look for. We'll see. Again, maybe just wishful thinking on my part. But uh, back to the matchup here. The one last thing I'll say is that, yeah, that part with Orton trying to get his foot on the rope was a little weird because Orton, I think, was I think he was a bit shell shocked from the the 
presumed injury he just suffered and he was kind of disoriented trying to he knew he had to hit his spot of getting his foot on the rope but he didn't quite make it so angelo dawkins pushed it off but it wasn't going to make it anyway like orton was a couple of inches away mm-hmm. from the rope he would have missed it anyway so they were all just trying to hit their spots the best they could but it was a little weird right um and then going into next week with that with that tag team title match, I mean, definitely if it's a main eventer, which I think I would hope so, um, as, as the buildup's been been there for a while, uh, definitely leaves a. I mean, with the end of the show, I mean, definitely is open for a segment. I mean, whether we see Austin, I, and I think I've seen a report. I mean, that Austin should be showing up the the week of three sixteen is what I've heard. Hmm. That leaves us a little close to Mania, but. You know, whenever whenever we can get it, I mean, I suppose we'll see. Um, I, I, I'm going to be curious though. Is it? Are we going to see? I mean, is it just going to be a flat-ended match where you know Alpha Academy probably retains here, or does that does that leave the book open for seeing what happens with Rollins and KO, or does it allude to an RK Bro uh, breakup there? I'm not too sure, but it doesn't necessarily feel like RK Bro is ready to, to break up. But I suppose we'll see. And I'm looking ahead to the. Uh to the whole what what's the schedule look like coming up and maybe where they if they were going to bring back austin what would it look like and what's the best place to do it so next week they're in cleveland uh the following week they're in jacksonville florida the following week uh they are in the all-state arena in rosemont illinois i.e i think right and they'll call it the shadow of chicago i'm sure i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll say something because i don't want to say rosemont illinois they'll they'll say we're in, you know, we're, we're in the shadow of Chicago, like they do when they're kind of near the, uh, kind of near New York City, where they're, we're in the shadow of New York City. No, you're not. You know, like they, they just like to embellish things. So I think that the Allstate Arena, Austin has said many times, is one of his favorite arenas of all time. Uh, they used to call it. There was another, um, the Rosemont. I think it was the Rosemont Horizon. Uh, they used to uh, that it was pre-named before. And he loves, he has said many times he loves that arena because of the acoustics. He loves the, the energy that the, that particular crowd brings. So I know that's the 21st of March. I mean, at that point, you're two weeks from WrestleMania. I, I would imagine they don't want to go that close. But they could do the week before. If they do the week before, they're in Jacksonville, Florida. It's March 14th. It's sad that it's not March 16th. I know. Maybe they can delay Raw till the, I don't know, Wednesday, March 16th. But yeah, I don't know. Just looking ahead of the schedule, it's Cleveland, Jacksonville, and then uh, the shadow of uh, Chicago and Rosemont, Illinois, and then it gets to Pittsburgh after that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Just just looking ahead and kind of maybe thinking about where it could happen if it happens. So, okay, uh, let's get to the two big things that happen on Monday Night Raw here. The two things that everyone's talking about. And the first thing, kind of the uh, appetizer before the entree here, Damian Priest versus Finn Balor for the United States Championship, a match that I thought was uh, really good. Um, and, and again, a lot, you know, I got to say, a lot of quality wrestling on Monday night. Like, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of bad matches. I mean, outside of the Re- Reginald and all the Dana Brooks stuff, which was, wasn't meant to be a great match anyway. Um, this was a really nice Monday Night Raw in terms of wrestling, as I'm thinking about it now. And this was no exception here. Finn Balor and I think Damian Priest did a very nice job. And it ended up with Damian or Damian Priest, uh, Finn Balor winning the United States Championship. And I think it is a breath of fresh air for the title. It felt very stale and kind of held hostage almost by Damian Priest. But the most important thing, uh, I guess, depends on your perspective. But the other important thing is not just Finn winning, but also Damian Priest turning heel and fully turning heel 
and um, his, he had a post-match promo that really solidified that and then attacked Balor after the match, throwing him into the announce table. So did you enjoy this? What would you think? Uh, I did enjoy it. Um, when you, so going into the match, yeah, it was a great night for wrestling, and I definitely loved it. Going into this matchup, uh, I'm, I'm happy for Balor. Uh, weeks ago, we thought Balor dropped off the face of the earth. Vince gave up on him. But uh, it's glad to see him back into the picture and uh, definitely getting a good spot here where he can, you know, maybe, you know, bring bring some light to the United States Championship and a little more excitement there on Raw. Um, I thought it was a great match, uh, some good spots there. Um, after the match, following it with the, uh, the little promo there, it's just it, the whole thing with Damien, is, his character's just been so confusing. Um, when, the, when, when the whole change happened, you know, splitting him into two personalities – uh, I really bought into it. I was there for a couple of weeks, and then, then it just got old. And I mean, it was just confusing when he when he wants to turn, and you know when his emotions really settle in. But uh, I I was kind of when I seen Damien out there just like after his loss, uh, I was waiting to see him you know ex- explode. But instead, he just comes in the ring and he he comes in as priest and he just he just calls out the crowd for not cheering for him during the title reign, and then you know, obviously the the uh, the attack there on on Balor. Um, I think that he definitely needed to solidify who he was going to be there, and uh, I think it's the right move for him to be to be heel because we've just been so unsure what's happening with Priest. Yeah, th- this was a this was the right move by Creative. There's no question that turning him heel, which he was already kind of organically turning heel anyway, because fans were just so confused, as you said, just just not sure what he is. And then the split personality was never explained. It was never explaining where did this come from? How did this happen? What triggers it? And why? What, you know, did something happen in your childhood? Of course, there's no backstory. We're just supposed to accept it on face value. A lot of things in WWE are that way at times. It's just, yeah, don't, don't dig beyond the surface. Just accept it and move on, which I'm not a big fan of. But anyway, uh, so Damien again is, um, coming out and, and I thought you're right. I, I thought for sure he's going to snap. He was going to attack him from behind, and instead he just kind of calmly comes in and cuts his promo, blames the fans, and then attacks Finn. Uh, I still don't understand either why though why his alter ego evil side is named Damien when he was been Damien Priest all along. So I don't know. Like if you're Damien Priest, but your alter ego evil person, your evil twin, is also just Damien. Like why 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 are we? I mean, like can't you just come up with something else? Come up with anything else. Other, another name that you've given it. Come up with something. And yet they've named it the same name that you are when you're supposed to be this kind of just level-headed guy. I don't know. It's weird. But uh, I'm a big fan of Damian Priest. His delivery, his promos are usually very good. He's got a very nice, deep-talking voice, a very commanding voice when he speaks. That's great. Um, and, and, again, this matchup, if they do it again and it looks like they are, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Finn Balor and Damian Priest, I think, did an excellent job. And I think that their follow-up match, when that when that happens, which it will, is going to be uh, just as good, if not better. So, uh, and you're right too. Hilariously, uh, or maybe not, maybe kind of sadly, with Finn Balor being completely just relegated to the uh, just depths of WWE hell, so to speak, of just being lo- like losing match after match, 
and uh, as you said, being forgotten to just bam, he's U.S. champion. I, I have no problem with that. It's just just crazy how from week to week things can change so drastically to going from complete irrelevance and losing match after match after match for months on end to uh Boom, United States champion. So I'm a big Finn Balor fan. I think that it's well-deserved, and I think that he'll have a, a really nice run because Finn is too good of a talent to be sitting backstage. I definitely agree with you there. Uh, with Damien there, um, you know, obviously we'll never get our answers about the whole personality deal, but um, yeah, some people are curious. I mean, like some people think that Damien had a strong reign and. I think it was a, like 179 days there, so half a year that he held the title. Um, he, and he was definitely a defending champion, so hats off to him, I suppose. But it was just weird, and I mean, I, I'm looking forward to see what Balor can do here. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think Balor is going to have a nice run, and it, it just it refreshes the belt very nicely. I think they have paid attention to the mid-tier belts just very nicely over the last what just two weeks i mean the ic title got a new holder after shinsuke held it for seemingly forever and really at the fault of wwe they did nothing with him not the fault of shinsuke and now they did the same thing with damian priest so it's just i mean it's clear that they they have just somebody in a boardroom meeting said hey we should probably shuffle the mid-tier belts and they did the same thing on like just a week apart uh so I mean, it's it's fine. I, you know, I, I don't have any problem with it because I think both of them needed new uh, new holders for the time being. So, all right, now we get to the main event here, and the main event was really just who's going to step up to Edge, who's going to be Edge's WrestleMania opponent. And I know I had said for um, you know a, a few weeks that people have been speculating it could be Cody Rhodes, and Edge did say something about the roads to WrestleMania. And he emphasized Rhodes, maybe on purpose or not. I think okay. I thought okay, it's Cody Rhodes. It's the it's main event of Raw. We've we've got four weeks till WrestleMania. There's going to be somebody big coming out that we haven't seen in a while. Some big return. I thought I thought it was going to be Cody Rhodes, and it was AJ Styles. And I I you know I have to sadly admit that I was disappointed in in seeing AJ Styles because I think the the anticipation of Cody Rhodes coming back is 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 high and having AJ come out he hasn't been established very well over the last really year or more he's been in the tag team with Omas he got beaten by Omas pretty quickly he has not been on a hot streak he hasn't got much mic time AJ has kind of fallen by the wayside and and that's that's just a fact and so when he comes out to challenge Edge you're like oh okay uh AJ cool but you know you, you you feel guilty of not being as excited as maybe you should be because of all the damage they did to aj over the last year year and a half and um having him come out to challenge edge i think number one the crowd reacted much better to aj than i thought they would i thought that they were kind of be lackluster but they seem to be pretty excited about aj challenging edge and then the rest is history so before i go any further what did you think about aj when he, when he initially his his music hit were you disappointed? Were you hoping it was somebody else? What are your thoughts? Uh, I can't say I was surprised. Um, more so, I think that the whole Rhodes uh, line you're, you're quoting there, uh, I think it definitely slipped, uh, slipped past me. Uh, what stood out from that promo more so is when you, when you heard uh, Edge say phenomenal. That definitely stuck out, and you definitely thought, you know, you kind of thought AJ and Edge, so... When he came out, I wasn't wasn't too surprised there. Um, definitely the uh, good good a uh, good reaction from the crowd. Definitely enjoying uh, AJ's presence there. It's, I think it's a match that, that they want to see. Um, 
while these two stars are, you know, both a good matchup, uh, you know, seeing what happens to Edge uh, at the end of this promo here uh, definitely leaves you wanting this match a, a lot more than you than initially thought. Yeah, that was the job of this segment, and I think it was a job that was accomplished. I really do. I think that they took a match that was as cold as ice, as big of names as those two are. I think that, they, I mean, it's cold. Nobody was sitting there going, oh, my God, I got these two need to fight. No, I mean, you, you look at it beforehand, you go, yeah, that's a nice matchup. That's a, that's a pay-per-view matchup, you know, but it, to me, it's not a WrestleMania matchup. But they quickly escalated that. Um, and I think that they have made most fans very interested in the follow-up to this and seeing AJ get revenge on Edge because Edge turned heel. I mean, that's the big story coming out of this is, yes, AJ is Edge's opponent, but Edge turns heel and he checks another box off of his bucket list for his uh, for his return and now gets to write his own story of uh, his the end of his career. Uh, we've, we've seen Edge since Rumble of 2020 be a babyface. So it's been two years of him as a babyface. We've we've gotten a chance to love him. We've gotten a chance to cheer for him. Uh, he's got, been able to have some great matches. He's main evented WrestleMania in a triple threat last year with Roman and Daniel Bryan. He has, has been able to tag team with his wife, for God's sakes. And now I think he wants to explore the art of turning heel again. And Edge as a heel, if you guys have not seen it or forgotten, is brilliant. So I am really looking forward to Edge as a heel. It did feel a bit abrupt, but I, I'm ready for it. Are, are you? Do you want it? Did you have any interest in seeing Edge turn heel? Or are you kind of you, you skeptical? Are you concerned about Edge turning heel here? Uh, I, I definitely. I, I bought, I'm buying into it. Um, Edge is great. I, I don't know the last time he was heel. I mean, uh, ever since he came back into the picture from that neck injury and whatnot. Uh, obviously we just cheer for him because, I mean, we love the nostalgia of our old superstars and he's still still good enough to put on a show. So um, definitely we're getting more out of Edge here, having him heal. And, uh, you know, back back to the past. I mean, when I when I when I when I left the picture of WWE, I mean, he was still, I believe, heal. And uh, and then obviously you see back to the uh, Rollins uh, hinting at the taking out Edge there back in like what, 2014. So I, I just don't know the last time we got to see this out of Edge, and I, I think it's definitely a route that they should be going right now. Yeah, it's just it, it's it you know two years is definitely long enough to uh, to to get your your emotions out in a positive way for a star before you start to maybe get a little bit stale of it. And yes, Edge has not been there consistently. He's not an everyday superstar. He's there every few months to to have X number of matches a year. I don't know three four matches a year, whatever is on his contract. So he never feels like he's overstaying his welcome, and he does feel special when he's there. So I think he's managed his his contract very nicely, but he's also checking off everything he's ever wanted to do. And he's, and I give him credit. He's getting paid a lot of money to do it. So turning heel is a nice change and edges expressions throughout this entire segment of, you know, hitting AJ with the low blow. That's great. Uh, hitting him with the concerto, but being conflicted about it. Great storytelling from an expression standpoint. Uh, this guy has, I mean, he could teach an entire class on just facial expressions. He could, I mean, he's so just so good. Of, of of being able to communicate not just verbally but um, v- uh, visually from his facial expressions, just great. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what the the, the follow up here is from AJ, and I'm sure he won't maybe be there next week. They'll probably sell the injury or 
you know, maybe he will be there, but Edge won't be there. He'll be there via satellite. They'll do a lot of that as Edge is now playing the heel. Uh, but I, I, I'm really now I'm I'm very interested in this match. Now they have gone from kind of disappointment at the initial onset of AJ's music hitting to, all right, you have me, let's go. You know, like that's amazing in in just a sh- few short minutes that they were able to do that. Yeah, definitely uh, built up pretty quick there. Um, in the weeks to come, I mean, I yeah, definitely, I, I don't see a, a CFA face to face encounter because. I mean, retaliation from AJ, I mean, you think it'd have to be uh, pretty extreme. So I see them both setting promos uh, individually over the next couple of weeks, and then you'll get your WrestleMania match that will definitely be uh, something fun to see. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I'm just... I'm, I'm I'm impressed with WWE here in the final segment. I think that and Edge is a lot to uh, I'm giving a lot of credit to Edge because this could be written on paper for somebody, but I think Adam Copeland playing Edge here is is really the star, no pun intended. That that is or, or rather straw stirring the drink, and I think that this is going to be I, I think it's going to be a great match. I have no concern about this. And now that they've shown me in one week, I'm interested in a match that I didn't know I wanted. So. Um, all right. Well, Anthony, uh, anything else regarding Raw or anything else uh, quickly that you wanted to, to chat about before we close things out? Nothing major. Um, there was the uh, little segment there with uh, Vince McMahon and Austin Theory. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Theory alluding to, uh, oh, what if uh, uh, Pat, Mac- Pat, Ma- Pat McAfee goes and uh, jumps you? I mean, I definitely think they're blowing out of proportion. But obviously, you see with media, the thinking that the Vince is going to get back into the ring, which uh, I don't think we need to see that. This, I'm so glad you brought that up. Thank you. Um, so, okay. I, I just praise Raw, and I thought overall Raw was very good. I give Raw like a B, B+. Plus. I, I, B+, plus, I mean, because I'm in a good mood. I give it a B+, plus, and Raw does not do that on, on a regular basis. So, you know, credit to the creative, credit to everybody on Raw. But this one was just bad. I, I mean, I have not been interested in Austin Theory, Vince McMahon at all from the beginning. I thought originally when he had the egg on his desk, who the hell keeps a $100 million egg on their desk, by the way? Um, you know, and, and I thought it was leading to The Rock at Survivor Series. I was like, all right, this is stupid. But if it leads to The Rock, which comes and confronts Roman, fine. It led to none of that. It's just led to more months of Austin Theory getting berated and belittled by Vince McMahon in his office for no apparent reason. Uh, it's been no payoff. It's been ridiculous. And now this week, Austin Theory suddenly has uh, you know, something to say, and it's out of nowhere feel, just trying to get in Vince's head that Pat McAfee's going to attack him on his show. What exa- What evidence do you have exactly, Pat, to uh, to show us, or rather Austin Theory, what evidence is there that you would possibly come to that conclusion other than we got to get to a match between Vince and Pat? Who, it's a match nobody asks for, nobody wants to see. I don't need to see 75-year-old Vince McMahon in a ring. He wasn't good at 55. You think he's going to be good at 75 inside of a ring? And what the hell experience does Pat McAfee have? And There's nothing to this other than Vince maybe feels that he wants to get one more uh, time, one more shot at a match at WrestleMania before he dies. Um, and it's, I think it's just complete narcissism to have yourself on a card that has really nobody asked for this match. Nobody wants to see it. There's zero interest in it. And it's going to be a guaranteed terrible matchup. Terrible. So, and by the way, Austin theory, I tweeted this out. He said that he said to Vince, you haven't been on a, uh, you know, a a sit down interview format in 20 years. Uh, Did he forget that he was, that Vince was part of the stone cold podcast in 2015? I mean, he was the first guest on stone cold's podcast on the WWE network. 
So, yeah, Austin Theory, you're wrong there, okay? That's the last time Vince, I believe, was on a show. So, just so much wrong with this. So much. Yeah, uh, I, I was. I gotta say, I was quite glad that when, when uh, Vince replied to Theory, he says, it's not that kind of a show. So, I, I, I don't think we'll be seeing that. I'll, I think there will be some sort of altercation where, you know, maybe we take the green uh, Pat McAfee there and have a Pat McAfee versus a Theory matchup, which we're not asking for, but it's possible that we see it. Um, and then when you went back to the, uh, the, I saw, I caught that tweet, and that reminded me. I just a couple weeks ago, I I, I listened to that uh, very interview, and uh, I didn't know from when it was from, but I because it shows up in the feed of Apple Podcasts, uh, it's kind of new. And so I heard this uh, Vince McMahon Stone Cold uh, podcast, but they were talking about Bray Wyatt in it, and Vince McMahon was just giving high praise to his product, saying there's nothing wrong with it. And I mean, they look now. I mean, there's definitely other flaws, but um, they're doing. You know, they're you know the Raw's definitely made a good comeback, which I, I can appreciate. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens with this whole uh, Austin Theory, Pat McAfee, and whatever happens. I'd rather see. I mean, as preposterous as it is, and no one wants to see that either, as you said, Austin Theory and Pat McAfee. As bizarre of a match as that would be, and one-sided as it would be, I'd rather see that because at least you'd have one guy in the ring that can really go, and it would be at least half okay. Whereas Vince McMahon and Pat McAfee would be a total disaster. I mean, and you know, maybe it's just them trolling the rumors that have been going on over the last week or so about this matchup of Vince versus Pat being a part of WrestleMania. Maybe they're just trying to troll us and it doesn't end up in anything that they were just trying to get us all riled up and it doesn't result in a matchup. And if that's fine, if that's what happens, fine. I'd rather have us try to be trolled than actually going through with this thinking it's something we want to see. It's not. Uh, so Anyway, yeah, th- I'm glad you brought that up. So thank you for getting me all riled up. I-, I couldn't end the show without a rant about something. I was being too nice to <laughs> WWE. So th- you 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 finally pulled the trigger on it, and thank you. So uh, a- anything else, Anthony? Uh, no, it's been a pleasure. Um, I just want to put a quick shout out. I mean, like everybody that's uh, you know been a host on this show. I mean, y'all are doing a great job. Uh, it's definitely part of my daily routine. I mean, I, I love the podcast. I love the community. Uh, I got to get on the mailbag sometime soon, but uh, just enjoying the product, and I'm excited for the future. Awesome. Yeah, well, I appreciate you being a part of our community. I appreciate everybody who really takes the time out of the day. Everybody knows there are a million other podcasts out there, much bigger ones than ours, but we're climbing the charts. So I, you know, I really do appreciate that, and uh, you know, I encourage anybody to to uh, get a part of be a part of Patreon, and uh, it's only a dollar, and you get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of ad free shows and Discord and all that stuff. So, um, all right, well. Thank you so much, buddy. I, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be doing this again, and uh, you enjoy your night. And I apologize once again for having to redo the whole show <laughs> twice, or at least in half. So uh, you, you enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Take care. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to WWEPodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.